0: This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. You're listening to The Assist with Trevor Hart. All right, welcome back. So as I said last week, um, this time of year is very, very, very slow for basketball. I mean, there's still some news around the NBA. Kevin Durant is still wanting to get traded. We saw the whole Jalen Brown thing go down and that whole trade offer. So we don't know what's going to happen. But um, I was on Basketball Reference just looking up what happened like a year ago. And a year ago from Friday when this comes out on the 29th, the Detroit Pistons selected Cade Cunningham with the first overall pick. So um, from that... I said, let's go ahead and make another team, but I'm going to do Detroit, and this is going to be the all-time best team, and then like uh, players who could have played there for like a season, but if they were good, if they're really good somewhere else, then it's like their all-time, it's kind of like their all-time, but it's just like, um I don't know how to explain. It. It's just like. Like in a Miami Heat video, like Penny Hardaway, Gary Payton, they played for the Heat. They weren't as good as they were back in Orlando and Seattle, respectively, but they were on that team, so they were, that was considered like the all-time team, even though they weren't that great there. So we're going to do who was the best overall players for Detroit and then an all-time best, uh, an all-time team. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Okay, so um, starting out with the all-time team, this one was harder than I thought it was going to be. Just because with the Miami Heat one, it was like, what, that franchise started in, what, 95 or something like that. So, it, you had like two or three really good teams of years picking and choosing from those. But um, Detroit's been around for a long time. I mean, a long time. I mean, they started out in Fort Wayne. Yeah, let's see. They've been around for all 75 seasons. So um yeah, just tough. It, they started out as the uh, Fort Wayne Zollner Pistons, which if you know Trine University, then you know the name Zollner very well because it is the name of our golf course and our football stadium. So um Zolner is a big part of that area, and um again, always cool to find out that the school that I go to, which isn't really known as well as I think it should be because it's a really good school and all the af- athletes are great. Athletics is great. But um, a lot of history rooted in trying University, especially in their sports side of uh, things. So always good to see that, especially with Detroit and the Pistons. You know, starting on Fort Wayne. I always knew they started in Fort Wayne, but I never knew the Zolner part. And um, in the book, NBA 75, uh, if you... You should check that book out. It's like a giant picture book, kind of, but it it explains a bunch of different stuff. Um, There's a picture in there where you can see Zollner Pistons on a jersey. So, um, always cool to find that stuff out. But anyway, with this all-time best team, really tough just because you're spanning 75 years. And... I don't go back too far. I mean, the furthest I go back is probably early 70s, I think. Well, no. Maybe it's... I don't go back too far. Like, I'm not going all the way back to 1940. So, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and see what we got here. Starting 5, I thought was going to be pretty obvious. I was pretty much just going to do the Bad Boys Pistons and be like, yeah, they're, that's probably their best team. But, um... kind of forget, like, who... Played there for a while and how good they were. Because okay, let's just go. uh Starting lineup: I have point guard Isaiah Thomas. You can't go if anyone else for that franchise. Just the heart and soul of the Bad Boys teams. Just you can't, um, you can't not start him. Um, and an incredible player. I mean, I don't really like talking about him too much just because he went to IU. But you know, I kind of have to let that die at least for today, because, man, Isaiah was a really good point guard. I mean, if it wasn't for Magic Johnson, he would be probably the greatest point guard ever. Um, He's, well, up until Steph Curry came in, but um, he was probably the best traditional point guard. It's between him and Chris Paul, because, I mean, Stephen Curry is not a traditional point guard in a sense. I mean, he just goes out and shoots a, a lot. Still a good point, still a great point guard. Don't get me wrong, but um, in terms of a traditional point guard and traditional size, style of play, uh, it's between him and Chris Paul. But um, you know, Isaiah has championships, and I think that's what a lot of people will—that's their deciding factor. Even though I've done a whole episode where rings shouldn't really matter as much as they should, but um. I don't know. In terms of the point guard is where you truly, um, on the core is where a lot of people say that where you win. I mean, it's it, the you're the quarterback essentially, and um, so yeah, you give the edge to Isaiah over that. Um, not on the dream team, which if you saw the last dance, which if you didn't, um, you're, I think you're living under a rock. But um, talking about how. He was the bridesmaid, never the bride, even though he won two championships, so I don't really know that happened. And, you know, he burned a lot of bridges with that team. And a lot of people blame it solely on Michael, I mean, MJ, for not having him on the Dream Team. But, I mean, Scotty despised him. Larry Bird was not that big of a fan of him. His really, I think his only ally on the Dream Team was Magic. And even then, like, When they played, Isaiah was not... They weren't... I mean, they were friends off the court, but I mean, on the court, that completely changed, as it should. But still, I don't think it was solely because of Michael, but did he have the largest um, stock in saying, like, hey, I don't want him? Yeah, you're going to listen to MJ in that, but it wasn't like he was the only one. So, Isaiah Thomas, starting point guard. um, Not going to include his... um, GM uh, <laughs> career, and just because it's not good at all for many reasons, but um, shooting guard, it was tough, but to, but honestly, I couldn't not go with a Hall of Famer. Had to go with Joe Dumars, just the inc- an incredible, not only like player, but an incredible defender. Um, extremely physical. He was just the quiet type. He's kind of like a Kawhi, I guess, just because no one really knew. Like Joe Dumars was never really at that outspoken. Um, he just played, and it showed. Just because he was incredibly tough. I mean, he was on the that those bad boys Pistons team. He teams. He had to have been tough. But, I mean, I think you go back and Joe Dumars might be the toughest of them all, in a way. I mean, there there is Rick Mahorn, so you have to kind of give it to him. But he's one of the toughest guys on that team just because didn't let anyone do anything, essentially. And he was always guarding their best players. Except, unless that they were a bigger player than Rodman took on that role. But, um, yeah, I had Joe Dumars in there. Small forward. I originally had Adrian Dantley. But then I was going through the list. I have this giant list of players that stuck out to me. Completely forgot about Grant Hill. And um, just how incredible he was. I mean, before his ankle injuries, he was a generational talent. And that's not an exaggeration. Like, you listen to like open court back in the day when I was on NBA TV. though All the legends speak highly of Grant Hill. They said he was LeBron James before LeBron James. And just an incredible athlete and unbelievable scorer. Um, I mean, just incredible, incredible, incredible. I wish... The injuries wouldn't have happened, but, man, Grant Hill was something else. If you do not know about Grant Hill in Detroit, roll the tape. Just go on YouTube, look up Grant Hill highlights. I guarantee they'll almost all be in Detroit. That in Orlando, I mean, he was, he was okay in Orlando, still dealing with the injuries there. But, man, Grant Hill was incredible. Um, it's power forward had to go with Dennis Rodman. I mean, you can't, for me, I can't not go with him just because he's probably my favorite player ever. I mentioned this last week. Um, I'm literally wearing his Detroit, um uh, Jersey right now. Well, it's a shirt, but Jersey shirt, whatever. Um, I talked about him last week, just an incredible defender, as I said, just some, and the most probably the most tenacious player to ever play, honestly, just because he if he didn't get the ball, like it's a major surprise. Like the ball just had to have been his. It was just the way he was brought up playing basketball. Just and also an incredible story. I mean, being a janitor at uh, Southeastern Oklahoma State to making his way onto the team. Just a really good story. Um, maybe, I oh don't know, he's a jander in an airport, I think. If a, He ended up playing for Southeastern Oklahoma State. So, Rodman, what else can you say about him? The heart, other, I mean, there's like four or five guys who are the heart and soul of the Pistons, those bad boy Pistons, but... Without Rodman as like a defensive anchor kind of, I don't know how great that team is. Next up, uh, center. At first, I had Ben Wallace, but then I realized there's another force back in there to where you, there's no way you can't not put him in starting center. Bob Lanier, just probably I think are the Moses Malone one of like it's like Moses Malone Alex English are up there but Bob Lanier is right with them of the most one of the most underrated players in the history of the game people just don't talk about those guys and um no I'm I've been infatuated with Moses like ever like forever honestly just seeing, uh, he's one of the first players to come out of high school. Um, and I'll talk about Moses at another time. But Bob Lanier, man, an incredible score. Just really good rebounder too. Just really crashed the boards really well. Uh, playing in an era to where he had to go up against Kareem a lot, and um, you know, just so many good centers back then. And there's he recently passed away. So rest in peace Bob. But um I think his name his nickname was the captain. Pretty sure. I can double check on that. See Bob Lanier. No, it wasn't. Well, his nickname was Moses. So how about that? Anyway, um But there's a quote where, if you haven't seen the movie Airplane, I highly recommend it. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is in it for honestly no reason, but he's still a funny role. And there's this kid who, so Kareem is not Kareem in the movie. He's a co-pilot on this this plane, and his name is Roger Murdoch. And um, this kid is just, he comes to the cockpit and he sees Kareem, and he's like, Hey, I know you, you're Kareem. He's like, you play for the Lakers, and he's like, uh, it's like you must have me mistaken for someone else. I'm Roger Murdoch. and he goes through the whole thing where, you know, this kid is just nagging him, saying, "No, I know who you are. You're Kareem," and then eventually, uh, the kid says, uh, "I think you're the greatest, but my dad thinks that you that you don't try except for the playoffs." And uh, Kareem grabs the kid and goes, "Listen, kid, I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up the court." <laughs> And for him to be mentioned in that, just because, I mean, those were the centers back then. That movie came out in 1980. Those were the guys who were, like, the top dogs and then going up against Kareem, Lanier, Walton. <laughs> I gotta watch Airplane again. That's That movie's hilarious. But, um, yeah, Bob Lanier, just... Someone who... Is too often forgotten, and we saw a lot of love for him from, you know, people who knew uh, when he died. I think it's about a month or two ago. So, rest in peace, Bob. Definitely a lock for all-time starting center for the Pistons. Sixth man. I, uh, I completely forgot about Dave Bing. Dave Bing was an incredible player, averaging over 20 points. I think he him and Bob Lanier are up there for all time uh, points per game in the whole franchise. Dave Bing was incredible, NBA seventy five member. Just um no other way to put it and I I don't remember him for being in Washington. I don't remember him in Detroit. But like he spent a majority of his career there. And um Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, I don't remember Washington. He played in Washington for two seasons. He was in Detroit for nine. And then in Boston. Oh, so Dave Bing would probably be on the uh, Boston all-time team. Even though, you know, he ever... He still averaged 13 points per game in Boston playing and played 80 games. All right, Dave Bing, yeah, um... You couldn't have, I couldn't have started him just because, you know, Isaiah, we went through that. But yeah, Dave Bang, incredible scorer, just, and I mean, NBA 75, what else can I say? Number seven, Adrian Dantley, one of the best scorers of the entire 80s, who I goes overly underrated. Another one of those guys. I don't know if it's just because I'm from Indiana. He went to Notre Dame, so it's just like I have that connection where I'm like, oh, Adrian Danley, you need to talk about him. I don't think so. I think he really was just a really good scorer. And um, you had to be... Nor be considered one of the best scorers in the 80s. You had to have been pretty good. And the fact that he's the seventh man was... um, I mean, again, Grant Hill was a generational talent. But uh, I had Danley... Yeah, I had to have him at number seven coming off the bench. But, um, I mean, Dantley, come on. just And the amount of teams that he played for is an astronomical amount. Like, he has so many jerseys on his basketball reference page. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them. I mean, it's not the most I've ever seen. In his career, he averaged 24 points per game. While in Detroit he averaged 20.3. Utah was where he was really the big scorer. I mean, almost 30 points per game. Just unbelievable. And I can't believe the Pacers had him in 1978. That actually just makes me mad. And the Lakers had him 78-79. Imagine if he was there when Magic showed up. Oh my gosh. It just... I, I don't know. Like I think the Pacers traded him to the Lakers, so um, how about that? Yeah, but I mean, just unbelievable. It had to be dealt away. He was towards the end of his career in 88-89 when he was traded to Dallas for Mark McGuire. And he was still averaging 18 points per game in Detroit, and then he goes to Dallas and averages 20.3. Unbelievable. Just... But, I mean, they did at the right time because the year after that, he averaged 14 and then 5. So, good move by the Pistons. But, yeah, had to put Danley in there. He's just an unbelievable scorer for them. All right. Eighth man. I got Ben Wallace. I mean, just recently put in the Hall of Fame. I mean just the giant fro um blocking everything in his sight I mean just if you his highlights are I don't think there's anything on offense but um uh, just swatting everything away incredible defender again before I forgot about Bob Lanier for a second um Ben Wallace was gonna be my starting center but um you know, with him being on there, he kicks a couple guys off the roster that I think people will be surprised. But, yeah, Ben Wallace, unbelievable. Number nine, I had Rip Hamilton. Um, Not a lot of um, shooting guards that I could pick from for his team, but I had to have Rip in there. I mean, the mask just... Iconic, even though he never needed it again, he I think he wore it for he needed it for like a couple games and then just kept wearing it. But um, the fact that um he was traded, I mean that's just Michael Jordan at work. If because I think the story was that Rip Hamilton, or maybe he's just let go. But um, I think the story was that, like, Rip was, like, Hamilton was taking a lot of Michael's minutes while he was in Washington. And, no, he was traded. He was traded in the offseason. Traded with Hubert Davis and Bobby Simmons to the Pistons for Brian Cardinal. Hey, the, the custodian, boiler up. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse and Rocco Varda so um, yeah I think the story was that Hamilton was taking a lot of Jordan's minutes and taking the spotlight so he just traded him (laughs) like God Jordan was the worst GM he's still a GM I can't believe it how is he still a GM but um yeah Rip Hamilton just a gift to Detroit from MJ himself. So, um, I guess MJ didn't screw you over all the time, but, um, yeah, Rip Hamilton had to put him in there. Next up, backup power forward. Had to, power forward and shooting guard were tough positions on both teams. But I had to go with Dave DeBusher just because he was so valuable in the Knicks run, that um, there's a reason why he became so valuable and why he was so um wanted by those by the Knicks. He was good. He was great in Detroit. I mean, he was Detroit, Detroit all the way through. I think he's born in Detroit. Went to Detroit Mercy. Played for the Pistons. The only time where he wasn't in Detroit was when he played for the Knicks, and then he also pitched for the White Sox. So, yeah, Dave DeBuscher, an interesting career. Um, But, I mean, him in Detroit, I mean, he still averaged 16 points per game. So, I mean, he's like, I think he's up there all time, probably 20th, I think, in terms of points per game. But, yeah, had to put Dave DeBuscher... Um, Rashid Walsh was someone I considered, but, uh, Rashid was better in Portland, and, um, I mean, he did take those, um, that 2004 Pistons team over the top. But, um, yeah, I've, I just had, I had to put Dave in there just to like, show love to that older, um, The older crowd, I guess. And also, he just deserves respect. Alright. Last two positions. I only went with 12, because that's what I did for the Heat. Number 11, Chauncey Billups. The heart and soul of that 2004 championship team. Finals MVP. I mean... If he if anyone represented the blue collar of that Pistons team, it was Chauncey. I mean, it was Isaiah for the Bad Boys Pistons. It was Chauncey for the O four championship team. I mean, you can't argue with me on that. I mean, just unbelievable in that finals run, that whole playoffs, I mean, just great. And, um yeah, let's see here. Two-time all-defensive team, also just a great overall. First career average, 15 points per game, but in Detroit averaged 16.5 along with, let's see, 6.2 assists, three rebounds a game, two of them defense, only half-rebound offense, but, I mean, what happens when you're 6'3", but just very good. um, Three-time All-NBA, five-time All-Star. Very tough to make an All-Star team when you're that type of player. Just because he's not overly flashy, he's just good. And, I mean, that's what this all-time Pistons team needs, just guys who represent Detroit. So I went with Chauncey. And number 12. I could have went with Bill Amber. He's not on this team. Um. could have went with Jerry Stackhouse. Kelly Trapuca. Jimmy Walker was pretty good. If you don't know Jimmy Walker. Uh, son. Uh, not son. Father of Jalen Rose. Um. Andre Drummond, and although I I couldn't do it with all the centers. Especially if Lambeer's off then Drummond is off. Blake Griffin may have got a nod if he would have been a little a little better in Detroit. I mean he was still an all star. Um again, I mentioned Rasheed Wallace, but I couldn't put him on. I went with Vinny Johnson. Now before before um, you start before you click off Vinny Johnson the microwave was a vital bench player on those bad boys pistons teams to where he was such a spark off the bench and that I mean he could just he was ready right away I mean that's what he he, he heat up he would heat up quick that's why he's a microwave And, um... ton of respect for Vinny Johnson. Um, someone who goes... He didn't even win, like, a sixth man of the year or anything. He was just very... He was just really good off the bench. It's no other way to put it. But, for me, if you're doing all-time business teams, you have to have Vinny coming off the bench just because it's what he did. It's what he excelled at. And just, um... Yeah, I had to put Vinny in there in the microwave. I, um... At one point, I was doing um, women's basketball. I was doing commentary. And we had this pl- had a player who never really played much. But when she came off the bench, I mean, she hit, like, everything. So, I would I said, to me, she reminds me of Vinnie Johnson. She just goes out there and hits shots. And then I swear, and this is not a joke, I don't think she hit a shot for, like, two weeks. <laughs> but... She didn't end up setting a record later on in the season, so I don't know if that was just me. I don't. I don't know the, the whole. Whenever I say stuff, it almost seems like the opposite happens and stuff like that. Like analyzing stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was that was the first one, but um, hey, she didn't end up setting a record, so I don't know. I just have to wait in the long run. Alright. So, um that's the all time best team. Now let's go on to all time just Detroit players. Just like if you played in Detroit and you were very good somewhere else, this is who was the best in their prime? That's the best way to put it. Who's the best in their prime? And um it was kinda tough just because it was easy for Miami just because like it's Miami. It's a destination. Like, people go to Miami. There's no income tax. Like, free agents want to go to Miami more than not. Detroit's not really a destination. It's a place to where, if you're a free agent, you go there for, like, grit and grind stuff. Even though, I know it's Memphis, but Detroit embodied that for a couple years. But um, it's also, like, if they have the most cap space, yeah, I'll go there. And, um, or you're just traded there, not a lot of free agent moves, news coming into Detroit. I mean, that's how it is in Indiana, so I trust me, I feel your pain, but for the all time prime starting point guard, this is gonna this might get hostile here, Derek Rose. I had to put him starting point guard now, again. Before you click off. And I said earlier, Isaiah Thomas is probably the best traditional point guard. But Derrick Rose, youngest MVP ever. The incredible bounce that we've seen. I mean, he paved the way for guys like John ja Morant kind of Russ because Russ is older than D-Rose but they came in the league at the same year but you just paved the way for all these incredible athletic point guards uh, Jaden Ivey who I mean Detroit just drafted um, a very bouncy guard where may play point guard may play shooting guard I would put him at point just because I don't trust his shooting ability just yet and that's coming from a Purdue fan like I'm just saying but um, yeah, I put D Rose just because youngest MVP ever means you had to have done something incredibly special. And in 2011, that's just what he did in Chicago. Just wish that injury didn't happen. And uh, I mean, that's the thing with Derrick Rose—he paved the way for all these athletic guards, but also, it's a tale of it's a tale of caution. Like, watch out. Like, take care of yourself. Like, don't go too hard or too extreme with stuff. Because it was a simple jump stop that, well, jump stop going up into a layup that derailed his career and where he's still trying to find it. I he's solid now, but he's not what he used to be. Just just so always be careful with those guys. That's why when I see guys like Zion, Jaw, Jaden Ivy, just those guys who are just super bouncy and athletic and just almost don't throw no caution to the wind, um, they're going to get hurt someday, and it's not going to be pretty afterward. I, and I know we have the best trainers in the world for these guys, but... I don't know. It's just those type of injuries are not that easy to come back from. But anyway, D-Rose, starting point guard. Shooting guard, Allen Iverson. Completely forgot that he was in Detroit there for a while. But he's been there for like a couple years, I think. Whenever I think, I obviously think Philadelphia. I think of Denver. And for some reason, I think of Memphis. Even though I think he, played, he didn't he was not there long, but I think it was because when I first started collecting trading cards, it was the year AI was in Memphis, and so I was getting a bunch of Allen Iverson Grizzly cards. So, um, yeah, I mean Allen Iverson, two thousand MVP or yeah, two thousand MVP, no two thousand one. Because that was the year that they went to the finals. But incredible player, I mean, crossed up MJ, so I think that counts for something. Actually, if anything, I should have put Allen Iverson in the all in the all time best Pistons just because he crossed up MJ. I mean, Detroit, I mean, has so much disdain for Michael Jordan. Might as well. It, this literally should have been like people who just owned Michael Jordan. that's that's your all-time Detroit team thanks for listening but um yeah I mean Allen just incredible I mean incredible for his size like no one I never think of him as a shooting guard but I know that's what he played because like Eric Snow was the point guard in uh, Philadelphia and how they made the finals no idea with Eric Snow but um incredible for his size I mean He's listed like 6'3 or 6'2. I think he's literally like 5'11 it seems like. Just. And I mean for guys that size. You gotta be tough. I mean I saw that with Carson Edwards at Purdue. Someone who's listed as 6'3. But you know deep down that he's literally 6' flat. And he was tougher than than anyone. And you have to be at that size. You have to show toughness. Just to show that hey. You're not gonna push me around. I'm gonna push you around, and I mean, incredibly tough. I mean, incredible athlete too. I mean, he could have played for the Lions. Honestly, he was like he's like the only player in uh the only athlete I think in Virginia athletic state athletic history to be all state in football and basketball. He was a amazing quarterback, unbelievable. Um. Maybe if he was with the Lions, I don't know. You guys would win. Yeah, but Allen Iverson had to put him at shooting guard. No other way around it for me. Small forward. You guys had Tracy McGrady at one point. Late, late, late in his career. But you guys had him. And, I mean, that's how it works with this. Like, if you just go through, what if? Derrick Rose was as prime. Allen Iverson was as prime. Trace Mcgrady's as prime. I think you guys are scoring. I don't know with just on those three alone, 160 points a game. And I mean the other guys couldn't like they could not touch it and it'd be fine. But um yeah, T Mac. What else do you want me to say? I mean, the whole play against the Spurs where. 13 points in, I, I can't remember at the moment, but incredible uh, scoring performance. Just one of the better, just go and get some points, guys, ever. Just, hey, get the ball to T-Mac, just let him do his thing. So now he's on the all-time, in their prime Detroit team. Power forward, Bob McAdoo. I did not know he was in Detroit. I knew he was in, I know that he played for Buffalo. Then he was in LA coming off the bench for a championship team. But in two years, I, I granted, he only played like 60 games. Bob McAdoo still averaged 20 points per game. He's like, I don't know, fifth or he's in the top 10 all time of points per game for the franchise. And, I mean, for people who don't know Bob McAdoo, an MVP who was, again, coming off the bench for the Lakers, but when he was in Buffalo, that's right, there was a team in Buffalo, Buffalo Braves, who then went on to San Diego to become the Clippers and then went to Los Angeles to become the little brother of the Lakers. But Sports Illustrated said he was the hottest shot in the game. It just could step out and just hit any shot as a as a power forward and somewhat center back then. Extremely impressive. And um Yeah, Bob McAdoo. He yeah, I can't believe it. he still averaged twenty points per game playing sixty games. Just unbelievable. Uh at center, I still had Bob Lanier. There wasn't that many uh better centers. It's not like Shaq came to Detroit at some point. But, um, yeah, I just still had Bob Lanier. six man, I had Grant Hill. Again, just not a big destination for Detroit. So, it's not like you're going to have Tony Zed. It's like, here. I have the old list for the Heat. So, for the Heat, they're all-time uh, prime. Gary Payton, Dwayne Wade, LeBron, Chris Bosh, Shaq, Ray Allen, Penny Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, Jimmy Butler, and Tim Hardaway. Um, yeah, so not a big destination like Miami was, but Grant Hill was in there. Number seven, I had C-Web, uh, Chris Weber. He was in there like those last couple years of his career, but... um. Another thing with the Pistons, I noticed this, and I don't know if it's just because I did notice it with the Heat, but you guys had a lot of, the Pistons had a lot of players who were, like, had incredible performances in college and, like, throughout March Madness. Jordan Bone was someone who stuck out to me when he was at Tennessee in in March. He was incredible guys had Carson Edwards there for a little bit an incredible March performer Christian Leitner had him now Chris Webber you had a lot and uh, I almost consider making a team like if uh, if they were in college yeah they'd be great but um, yeah just had C Webb he wasn't just great in college I mean he was incredible in Sacramento um, Golden State was really good even though he forced his way out then went to Washington then Sacramento just blew up. It was unbelievable. Um, yeah, just had C Web in there. He went there. I, f- I, f- I would assume because he's from Detroit, that would be the only way that I would see that he would have went there. And, I mean, the Pistons were still pretty good then. I mean, they still had Rip Chauncey. Um, I think Ben Wallace may have moved on to Chicago at that point. Maybe um, Rashid Wallace. I think he was still there for a little bit before he went to Boston. But, um, yeah, just had C-Webb there. Uh, 8, 9, and 10 are all players i already talked about. Uh, Isaiah, Joe Dumars, Ben Wallace. Those guys are Hall of Famers. Couldn't do anything about it. Number 11, I threw in Mark Aguirre just because... In Dallas, he was an incredible scorer and... When he, when he joined the Pistons, I mean, he had... It was a learning curve. Because, like, a lot of the possessions went to Isaiah and Joe. So, acquired the dial back his scoring output. And, I mean, he was a great teammate for that. And... um, But when he was in Dallas, oh boy. You had him, Rolando Blackman, Derek Harper... I mean, those guys, just as a three, were incredible alone. Uh, I think Bill Wennington... No, not Bill Wennington. They had a pretty good center there. Roy Tarpley was on that team. Uh, I forget their power forward right now. And their center. I think I think Bill Wennington was on that team. But, um... Anyway. Those Dallas teams were great, but Aguirre was the star then, and, um, yeah, again, one of those guys where it's not, like, a really good, like, player, like, showed up just out of nowhere to play for him, Uh, Blake Griffin was almost on his team, couldn't do it, I just put in Rodman again for my 12, just because... I'm, we- I'm literally wearing the shirt right now. I can't not put him on both teams. But also, I mean, he was still phenomenal in Chicago. So, that's my uh, reasoning for that. Uh, players that almost put on either team. Marvin Barnes almost put him on the prime team just because in the ABA he was pretty close to the best player in the league. And... Uh, I also thought he would have just embodied Detroit really well. I mean, just an incredibly physical player. But uh if you haven't heard any stories on Marvin Barnes, um Oh my god. Um there's a one point where he missed the team plane to um to go to I think it was Virginia. This is when they're in Saint Louis. I think it was to go to Virginia. So he had to charter his own jet which, this was, what, 1973 or something like that? So, not pretty hard to do. And um, he showed up to the game, like two minutes before tip-off, I'm pretty sure, with a bag of McDonald's. Because he had his limo that he also got stopping McDonald's before the game so he could get some food. Um, and a really good player who had to be dwelled down in college. Because I think... When he was in college, or early college or high school, he um, got into a fight with someone and hit someone with a tire iron? Like, right in the face? But, <laughs> yeah, that's that's something. But bad news. Uh, unfortunately, passed away. I think he was um, addicted to a bunch of different stuff. And... um I think that he was sober for a long while, but I think it, he or it like started using again or it just caught up with him. But Marvin Barnes, if you don't know Bad News Barnes, incredible um, player, but also incredible stories, which, I mean, any ABA player has incredible stories. Daryl Dawkins had him uh, as a possible, not for all-time best, but just because... I think that his name sticks out more than a lot of people, than other people. He only averaged like 12 points per game. But, I mean, he was one of those guys, came out of high school. He also broke two backboards. Um. He broke one backboard, and it was on the road. And all the people in Philadelphia, he was playing for the Sixers at the time, were saying like, hey, man, why didn't you do it at home? I didn't get to see it. I'll do it at home. And he's like, all right, and he did it. <laughs> Next game at home, he literally broke it on purpose. Yeah, just Daryl Dawkins, Spencer Dinwiddie. You had him for a little bit, Drummond. I mentioned Sean Elliott, very close to going on to the all time prime. Uh, Ben Gordon, he was okay. Blake Griffin, Tobias Harris, Allen Houston, Lambeer, someone who I think was, um probably should have been on one of the lists, but he just didn't seem worthy enough to me, honestly. And I'm from Indiana. He went to Notre Dame. So, um, it took a lot for me not to put Lambeer on, uh, Antonio McDyce was on the Pistons for a little bit. Chris Middleton, you drafted him. <laughs> I should have thrown Darko in somewhere. That would have been hilarious. Honestly. Um, Man, I can't. You guys went with Darko, really? Um, that was Joe Dumars' mistake there. Uh, Ricky Pierce, Tayshawn Prince, I almost put him on the list just alone for his block against the Pacers, but it was against Pacers, so um, yeah, not doing it. Alvin Robertson, was on the Pistons for a little bit. Josh Smith, who um, it's probably your worst free agent decision ever but he was pretty good in Atlanta. Jerry Stackhouse I mentioned, Kelly Trapuca mentioned, Jimmy Walker I mentioned, and Rasheed Wallace I mentioned. So, um, yeah, those teams, let's go over one more time. The all-time best team. Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Grant Hill, Dennis Rodman, Bob Lanier, and then coming off the bench, Dave Bing, Adrian Dantley, Ben Wallace, Rip Hamilton, Dave DeBusher, Chauncey Billups, and Vinnie Johnson, the Microwave. And then for the all-time prime team, Derek Rose, Allen Iverson, Tracy McGrady, Bob McAdoo, Bob Lanier, Grant Hill. Oh, then coming off the bench, Grant Hill, Chris Webber, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Ben Wallace, Mark Aguirre, and Dennis Rodman. So with that, that will be it for this week's episode. I want to thank you for listening. Um, Just going to be... I'm going to still do stuff in August. Just a little bit, but I might take a little break here in a couple weeks just because school's coming up. Gotta get ready for that. So um yeah, with that, be sure to follow me on Twitter at DEverheart00. And I'll talk to you next week.